The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, so the World Juniors wrapped up, uh, what was it, Monday night with uh, Team Canada being beat 2 nothing by uh, the U.S. Uh, a big loss for Team Canada and, of course, uh, heartbreaking for Canadian fans, but it was uh, a great tournament, lots of great hockey. And while, of course, many of you were watching what was going on on the ice, others were keeping a very close eye on the red-hot World Junior 50-50 draws over the course of the tournament. 12 were held, bringing in a total, if my math is correct, of 42, $42 million. Half of that going to lucky winners. The other half to the Hockey Alberta Foundation, which we're told will be reinvested in grassroots hockey programs for Albertans. Torque Strategies was tapped by the World Juniors to do the strategic marketing around the World Junior 50-50 draw. Now, our next guest has a long history in sports and sports marketing, including as Vice President of Baseball Operations and Assistant GM of the Toronto Blue Jays. He is now Managing Director of Torque Strategies. Bart Given, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How's everything this afternoon? Uh well, uh, a little bit more calm than yesterday afternoon, Bart. So thank you for being willing willing to juggle your schedule. Really, really appreciate it. Okay, how does one go from being um, the vice president of baseball operation and assistant GM of the Blue Jays into marketing? Can you tell me about that? That's that's a cool career. Yeah, it is cool, and I've been really fortunate. Uh, I think it's probably it, it stems from me actually starting out on the marketing side and and being educated and passionate about marketing and then having this incredible opportunity while I was at the Jays working in the marketing department with the GM at the time knocking on my on my cubicle and asking whether I want to come over to the baseball <laughs> operations side and, and what 23 or 24 year old doesn't say yes of course I do and then that uh, 10 years later I had a great journey in the baseball ops and then when when those things uh, those things come to an end it was nice to get back on the marketing side and uh, I've loved that as well so two great careers so far so tell us about Torque Strategies and, and what it does. We're a strategic marketing agency. I think we're, uh, we, uh, we've we built our reputation predominantly in sport. We've worked with a lot of amateur sport across across Canada. Uh, we were born at the Olympic Games in Vancouver, our, our team broadly, so we've worked with the, the Canadian Olympic Committee and then also Rugby Canada, Canada Basketball, um, you know, now with Hockey Canada, have a strong relationship. But we work also with the TV film industry, and really we're about creating uh, engagement with, with fans and consumers, finding a common passion point and really leveraging it, and, and you know, really rising rising experience to meet the moment. And I think that's really, we want to leverage great moments and find ways for, for fans or consumers to engage in a new manner. And that's exactly what we were tasked with the World Juniors, too. Okay, so Hockey Canada approached uh, the company uh, to help with the the marketing and everything for uh, the 50-50 draw. But Bart, I have to ask you, like, really, how difficult is it to, to market that in this province? It, it seems to me that um, it's, um, you know, all due, with all due respect, it would be fairly easy, given Albertans' love for 50-50s. Mm, uh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think if you had to pick one region to have to do this, this was certainly the easiest one. Uh, and I, the education wasn't about 50-50, obviously. Albertans have proven that time and time again that they'll support 50-50 and, and go above and beyond. And 
Um, their desire to win, desire to support is, uh, I think, unparalleled, perhaps globally. But the, really, the, our deepest challenge was educating Albertans that it was alive for the World Juniors because it hadn't been done online before. With it, or certainly, there was uh, an experience during the Oilers playoff run, which was fantastic uh, from a 50-50 perspective that this would happen. But no one was expecting this to happen for World Juniors. It was kind of late to come, come to fruition. So really, it was about educating people and then understanding them, giving them the motivation, the messaging of, it's happening again. It's going to happen multiple times. Uh, what is, you know, where's the money going, and how do you, how do you enter? Uh, so it was really, it was really about education. You can see in the early draws, although low by Alberta standards, <laughs> not low by anywhere else. Um, we took us some time to get people aware that it was happening. That was our biggest challenge. It wasn't about being convinced with 50-50. It was really letting them know it's available. Yeah, I, I had to chuckle when we were talking about this. I said, "Well, it started off. I think it uh, the the low it was low at ninety two thousand dollars the first one, and, and you had said, yeah, but anywhere else that is a good a good fifty fifty draw.' Oh yeah, I mean, I think that you go look across the country and you go to a Jays game or a Canucks game, and fifty fifties are in the twenty five thirty thousand dollar range on a lot of those good days. So. Uh, nearing $100,000 at one of those events would have been, you know, exponential uh, growth, and people they would have sent out a press release, and and we and we were nervous that we weren't tapping enough people, so uh, that was certainly a, a bit of a point of consternation. Although good news all around. Yeah, and you know, you talk about good news, and I'm sure that I think one of the first winners was a group of nurses that that helped with getting the word out as well, didn't it? It, it truly did. I, I think that you know as. And many good marketers will know. I mean, having having a face to a story and having a strong story certainly moves moves people uh, emotionally. And, and having you know some Lloydminster nurses split a pot, a fairly significant pot, and uh, and be and be willing to share their story certainly raised awareness. It gave people you know some hope and, and really hit people in the feels. Um, wow, I mean, this money is going to the right place, and uh, it, it gave us a great platform to launch off. And I think really was it was a huge catalyst to getting to. 17 plus million by the end yeah it was pretty amazing so i i know that um I, you know i'm guessing that you haven't necessarily done deep dives into why albertans love 50 50 so much but bart i'm going to ask you to speculate given what you do and and what you've seen you know is you know if you had to maybe put a, a list a, a one two three list out on on why they're so successful here or, or why this one became so successful as well what would it be? What would that list look like? I think, you know, having traveled across North America a lot and, and looked at different sport communities and worked in this industry a lot, I think the first thing comes down to community. I think Albertans are very proud of where they live, and they're very proud of the communities that they, they've grown up in, and they're very proud to support local, perhaps more so than anywhere else in this country. So I think that's the first thing, is that it's a very kind of Western values, um, staunch, uh, community-driven people, um, and, and that's really powerful. I think second to that is that, um, and I, this is perhaps a bit arbitrary, but I find that the biggest 50-50 crowds are the ones that have a, a long history in the CFL, um, that have a strong CFL fan base, you know, like like uh, Saskatchewan and, and the two Alberta teams, that, you know, they're used to the dynamic of 50-50 larger pots in those places in the Woodsea and an NHL hockey game traditionally, uh, and I think that's part of it. 
And I think that it's just, you know, I, I also think there's a lot of dreamers in, in Alberta. It was built, you know, kind of built on a dream. It's built on ups and downs. And, and, and I think that the 50 is one of those things where you can dream a little bit. I think the, the beauty of buying a lottery ticket or, or buying a 50-50 is you're buying this opportunity to dream for a little bit. Even though your, your mind is telling you you're not going to win, the odds of you winning are low, you're still buying that dream for a few hours or a few days yeah. to say, you know, what, what could be, what might I do with that money? And I think that brings some positive energy. Even when you lose, there's that positive energy of, you know what, maybe I could do that. Maybe I can find a way to do that. And I think, you know, when you handle it that way and look at it that way, I mean, I'm, you know, when I buy a lottery ticket, I don't check it for weeks. Um, Christmas lottery. I couldn't have done it in this one because I don't want to end that dream. I want to keep the dream going for a little bit longer. <laughs> well, and I think with with these ones too, even if you lose, it's you know you're giving back to the community. You're giving back to a to a grassroots effort that is going to help other young Albertans, that sort of thing. And I think that in the end, you're like, ah, all right, but at least it's going to to something good, right? And and I think that that plays a, a bit of a role in it as well. Without a question, you know, if you're putting $50 in and saying, well, I'm not likely to win, but at least my $50 is going to, you know, someone else to win and then going to amateur hockey. And the other thing that's key to this is staying local. This wasn't money that was going to Ontario or somewhere else. It was staying in Alberta and to give, you know, around $20 million to support amateur hockey in the provinces is huge because the juniors, you know, they lost a large revenue source, obviously, with COVID and all the ticket revenue. They then were sold out. I mean, you pull out a revenue, all that revenue ends up getting circled back into hockey through Hockey mm-hmm. Canada and through Hockey Alberta um, so that when that revenue source dries up, you know, we got to wait another year. And, and hockey organizations like Air Organization need the support right now. So this was a perfect opportunity yeah. for Hockey Canada and Hockey Alberta to give back to the community in a substantial way, and it worked out tremendously. Uh, you know what, Bart Given, I just want to thank you so much for joining me uh, this afternoon. Uh, I can't believe there were a couple of pots that weren't claimed. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if they thought that they had longer time to get in on it, but that's that was a little bit heartbreaking as well. And I get, you know, it must be a, a slight disappointment uh, for you as well to see that because you want to be giving that money away. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was so happy when someone claimed that, the, the gold medal day, that prize. It was a moment of joy. We certainly want people to get the money and claim it and, and do great things with it or do whatever they want with it. But, uh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't want people not to claim the pot, that's for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. So, you know, great news, uh, that money, what, uh, half of it, about uh, $21 million going back into grassroots hockey programs for Albertans. Uh, Bart, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for giving us a little bit of insight into the world of <laughs> the World Junior 50-50 draws. I appreciate your time. My pleasure, Jalen. Take care. That's Bart Given this afternoon. He is the managing director of uh, Torque Strategies, and uh, that was the company that World uh, Hockey Canada, you know, tapped to say, okay, uh, you know, let's make sure that uh, folks know that uh, this 50-50 draw is going to be online. And boy, oh boy, um, did it ever work. So, yeah, my math in total, that 50, those 50-50 draws, those 12, brought in $44 million. $451,000. $105. Winners took home half of that at $21,225. 
$1,552. The smallest take-home prize was that first draw, which Bart mentioned, said, you know, um, you know, we might have considered it to be low, like the full 50-50, the full total pot, and that first one was at $92,290. But he says anywhere else, that would be amazing. So that was the smallest pot that was taken home at $46,000. And the biggest was that pot um, on um, on the uh, gold medal game. And uh, the winner there took home $8,746,000, 200, uh, $8,746,245. So, yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's just that, that little ability to to dream for a little bit. Uh, When I was talking with Bart the other day about this, I said, you know, I went to bed that night after buying my tickets and thought, okay, and I saw what the pot was at. I thought, holy smokes, you know, if you're looking at eight, $10 million, what would you do with it? I think we all do that when it comes to lotteries doesn't matter if it's a 50 50 or if it's a uh you know a lotto max but you sit there and go okay well what would i do with it and i had planned to redo my house top to bottom give this money to this charity you know i had it all planned out that little bit of dreaming the dare to dream for just a, a little bit uh one of the things that bart had also mentioned to me was that you know 2020 was such a pretty tough year that um he thought that maybe people wanted to start 2021 off with a with a bang and maybe that was part of it as well uh, I think you I know a lot of you were in on it because you were texting me about it you were texting me about it but what do you think it is is it just that opportunity to maybe give back even if you don't win or is it just you know the opportunity you know and, and pretty good chances really I think and to win a big hunk of cash 